0: Just TV, the podcast, presented by Just TV Productions. Hi there, I'm your host, Von Dare. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the history of processed cheese. Ew. It's not exactly what you think. Yeah. We're going to learn about government cheese. We're going to hear our segment, Not Cheese. Again. We're going to hear about an interesting contest. <laughs> and a very cheesy joke. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for episode number 12 of Just Cheesy, the podcast. So Cheesy, today we're talking about processed cheese. Do you have any idea where it was invented? Wisconsin. Nope. Where's Kraft headquartered? Not Switzerland. What? That's right, Switzerland, you heard me. Oh boy, I gotta hear this one. According to the Michigan Dairy Review, volume 14, number two, dated April 2009, there's an article called Processed Cheese. What is that stuff anyway? And it states commercially the first processed cheese was developed by Walter Gerber and Fritz Settler in Switzerland in nineteen eleven. Natural emmentaler cheese was shredded and heated with sodium citrate to produce a homogeneous product which firmed up upon cooling. And the initial intent of this product was to improve shelf life for cheese that was shipped to warmer climates. But the history might go back a little bit further, and they think it dates back to Swiss cheese fondue. Yum. Hear me out, these are some hard to pronounce words for me. Oh boy, let's hear it, fondue. We've got German, coquesa, French, concoyote, and Welsh, rare bit. Holy cow. Right? Both the German and French ones were made with coagulated sour milk or skimmed milk. The fondue was made with Swiss cheese. Of course. Soda was added in the preparation of the German one. Eggs were used in the French one and wine or beer were used to prepare the fondue. Oh yeah. So we've got the French, we've got the Germans. We had the Swiss in 1911 and they were making that big block of cheese so that they could deliver it to warm places. But around this time, James Lewis Kraft, You know the guy, Kraft, in the United States, was working independently on blending and heating of natural cheeses. The first patent he had was issued to him in 1916, and it describes melting pieces of cheddar and stirring it while heating to form a homogeneous warm cheese, and this was then packaged in glass jars or cans. In 1921, Kraft was issued another patent. It describes a loaf. Did you say loaf? A loaf of cheese. It's believed that the 2.3 kilogram loaf was responsible for nearly doubling the processed cheese consumption in the U.S. during that time period. That's five pounds. Yep, it sure is a big loaf of cheese. In the 80s, we had five pound blocks of cheese that a lot of people called government cheese. What's government cheese? There's an article on History.com called How the U.S. Ended Up With Warehouses Full of government cheese. The Agricultural Act of 1949 gave the Commodity Credit Corporation, CCC, a government-owned corporation which was dedicated to stabilizing prices and helping farmers, it gave them the authority to purchase dairy products like cheese. In the 70s, dairy prices shot up about 30%. Sounds like now. When the government tried to intervene, the prices fell so low that the dairy industry balked. And then in 77, the government set a new subsidy policy that poured $2 billion into the dairy industry in just four years. years. Farmers were producing like crazy to take advantage of the government support, and the government purchased the milk that the dairy farmers couldn't sell, and they processed it into cheese, butter, and dehydrated milk powder. The stockpile was so big it hit 500 million pounds, and it was stored in hundreds of warehouses in 35 states. Holy cow. Government didn't know what to do with it. They also didn't know how long it would last, and a USDA official told the Washington Post in 81 that, quote, Probably the cheapest and most practical thing to do would be to dump it in the ocean. They didn't do that, did they? I don't think so. It looks like President Reagan created the Temporary Emergency Food Assistance Program, which handed out the blocks of processed cheese to the elderly, low-income people, and organizations that served them. It says here the cheese was pungent-smelling and often moldy, but ultimately they distributed about 300 million pounds. Wow, government cheese, not a sponsor. But their ad would go right here. It's time for my favorite segment. This week in cheese. According to ChewBoom.com. Chew? Boom? Yes. Chew, like masticate, and boom, (laughs) like an explosion sound. So yes, on ChewBoom.com, they say Hormel is giving away a 15-gallon chili cheese keg just in time for Super Bowl Sunday. 15 gallons? Yeah. Yeah, you heard it right, Cheesy. Hormel has unveiled the first-ever Hormel Chili Cheese Keg, a new game-day appetizer. 15-gallon appetizer. A new innovation that combines Hormel chili and cheese inside a fully-functioning half-barrel keg. Wow. Through February 6, 2022, fans can visit HormelChiliCheeseKeg.com and enter for a chance to win a Hormel Chili Cheese Keg for their Super Bowl party. Let's do it. Now, the keg itself features a proprietary adjustable internal heating element, a tap handle in the shape of a Hormel chili can of course. Of course. And a chili cheese pump that ensures optimal pouring. Now this article says at full capacity the keg provides nearly 300 servings. 3 Hundred servings now on HormelChiliCheeseKeg.com, They say that this actually has over a thousand servings of Hormel chili cheese. <laughs> um, I kind of signed myself up for this, but um, I didn't read how many servings it had. It looked like a cute little keg, so I thought a few. So I I don't know what the heck I would do with a thousand servings of <laughs> cheese. Here's hoping someone else wins. Yes, because they hand deliver it to your home as well, and uh, we're not having a party oh for Pete's (laughs) sakes fondue so on to our new segment not cheese what do we have today fondue since we talked about loaves and blocks of cheese I thought today would be a good time to talk about Velveeta so true according to wikipedia.com it says that in 1918 Emile fry of the Monroe Cheese Company invented Velveeta in 1923 the Velveeta Cheese Company was incorporated as a separate company and sold to Kraft Foods in 1927. In the 30s, it was advertised as a nutritious health food, and it became the first cheese product to gain the American Medical Association's seal of approval. Oh, wow. But in 1953, it was reformulated as a cheese spread. But as of 2002, Velveeta must be labeled in the United States as a pasteurized prepared cheese product. What's that mean? Apparently, they originally described it as a pasteurized processed cheese spread versus a pasteurized prepared cheese product. According to the FDA, pasteurized processed cheese spread is made like pasteurized processed cheese food, but it has to be spreadable at 70 degrees and moisture must be between 44 and 60 percent of the total weight and fat content greater than 20%. That is so much info. Oh, but wait, there's more. Pasteurized processed cheese food is made of one or more cheeses. It's not less than 51% of the final weight, mixed with one or more optional dairy ingredients, such as milk or whey. It can include an optional non-dairy ingredient. The final solid must be 44% moisture and have fat greater than 23%. Okay. And there's one more. Pasteurized processed cheese made of one or more cheeses, excludes cream cheese, cottage cheese, ingredients, American cheese. In the final product, moisture can't be more than 41%, but fat content not less than 49%. What did we even learn? Uh, Velveeta calls itself pasteurized prepared cheese product, which is none of those because it includes milk protein. Bottom line is, Velveeta kind of cheese. It has some in it. I'm ready for a joke. Why do people who eat Velveeta get a bad reputation? I don't know. Why? Because they've been around the block a few times. <laughs> get it around the block that was so dorky nah you know it was a little bit cheesy thanks for listening to just cheesy the podcast we're going to be taking off a week and be back for the super bowl listen to some of our older episodes and stay cheesy everybody